Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. up again uh well, miss paula please yeah get joe out of here for a minute You're, we got him i was enjoying joe's life bring that tweet back for a second democratic party official twitter account at dnc for three years we've been preparing for the process that if, oh, dude. that officially kicks off tonight in Iowa, the Democratic presidential primary. Three years they were preparing for this. Today, our chair at Tom Perez reflects on the reforms we've made to make this the most transparent primary Woo. in our history. We have never. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe it just did something. I want you to know, folks, for some of you newer listeners, he just did something unprecedented. <laughs> We have never, ever in the history of the show <laughs> cold open the show. I'm crying here. I... With a four Muttley open. Ever. I think there's only been one four Muttley moment where, and listen, I'm sorry, Mason. This is serious. Don't laugh at the Democrats. No, no, no. It is, I'm still laughing at the Democrats because I am so tired, as Joe is, of being lectured by Democrats about how super competent government is. They want to run the economy, the healthcare system, the education system. They want to engage in this regulatory morass. Government is so competent. Bernie Sanders and his liberal buddies always tell us that they should run everything. And they've prepared for three years for election night and totally... Mm, Face planted right on the mat. This is hilarious. Yes, this is a four Muttley moment. <laughs> I considered briefly, as <sighs> Joe knows, as Joe knows, briefly, yes. a five Muttley open today, which yes, forget was, about unprecedented, is historic, is like a dinosaur extinction level event. <laughs> but I recanted at the last minute, did I not, Joe? Because yes, I was a did. little worried yeah. we were setting a precedent with the Muttley. Yeah. Four Muttley. This is our second four Muttley moment, but our first yeah. cold open Muttley moment ever in the history. Again, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Joe, good to see you. What an abomination <sighs> last night. Dude. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I have all of it. For, I know. I, I, yeah. I don't even I don't even have it. You know, remember the the was it the comedian Rob Schneider, the hundred ways to say dude or whatever. <sighs> I don't Ow. even have what? A way to say dude to describe the hilariousness of the Democrats, the genius central planners meltdown in Iowa last night. Is it dude? Is it dude? Is it dude? I don't know. I don't know. Dang. Let me get to the show because this is going to be, ladies and gentlemen, this is a loaded show. You Don't go anywhere. Please don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by buddies at Bravo Company Manufacturing. Rocking their shirt today because I love Bravo. Bravo Company makes the finest rifles out there. Period. Period. Now listen, they build a professional grade product. It's not built for sporting standards, ladies and gentlemen. Sporting rifles are great. That's not Bravo Company. So what standards are they built to? They're built to life-saving combat, st combat standards. Listen to what I said. These are the best rifles out there. They're not for sporting goods. This is not a sporting hunting rifle. This is a rifle built to combat standards. God forbid you need it in a life-saving scenario. This rifle is the rifle. They are the best out there. BCM believes the same level of protection should be provided to every American, regardless if they're a private citizen or a professional. Bravo Company Manufacturing. Again, they're not a sporting arms company. They design, engineer, manufacture life-saving equipment. When a rifle leaves their shop, they assume, God forbid, it'll be used in a life-saving scenario by a responsible citizen, a law enforcement officer, or a soldier overseas. Quality is all that matters to them. Best rifles out there. When I had picked up mine at the local FFL firearms dealer, he said, you don't understand. Like These are terrific, absolutely top of the line, tip of the spear rifles. If you're in the market for a rifle, for life-saving equipment, 
Go to Bravo Company, MFG, Mary Frank George.com. Bravo Company, MFG.com. Need more convincing? Go to their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bravo Company USA. If you're in the market for the best rifle out there, Bravo Company, MFG.com. Check out their website for special offers. Look at their products. You will not be disappointed. Bravo Company, MFG.com. All right, producer Joe, let's go. That Here may be the best opening in the history of the Dan Bongino I, show. I know be. self-praise things, <laughs> but I enjoyed that. And I'm sorry yeah. if you're a liberal listening. This is serious. You shouldn't be making fun of us. Good. Find a different show because we're going to be making fun of you the entire day. So get used to that. Remember, you're the central planners, right? You're the ones that are so competent. You want to plan the economy for us. You want to take over our health care. Like I said, run our education system. You want to run the water of the United States rule where you're regulating a pond in a farmer's backyard in the middle of Iowa. You can't even manage an app, dude, to get your own election (laughs) results. You total imbecile. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Tragically hilarious, but hilarious. Four Muttley cold open. Unprecedented in the history of the Dan Bongino show. A little excited today to get on the air, as you can tell. So I'm going to tell you what happened in a minute with the app, the hotline, and the complete total breakdown of, I mean, it's just a breakdown on top of a breakdown, on top of a breakdown, wrapped in a breakdown. But before I get to that, I want to give you the most hilarious take of the day. Um, the worst take of the day comes from Van Jones over on a CNN panel. Uh, <laughs> Van Jones, who Joe, when in doubt, what do Democrats always resort to, Joe? Always when things, <laughs> identity politics, right, Joe? Yeah. It's got to be whatever the white nationalists did it it's or racism did it or yeah. doesn't it now you may it's say no be. way come on because because the democrats can't handle their own caucus and their app they were using to report the tally broke down there's a racial component leave it to the democrats to bring race into anything here is van jones with officially the dan bongino show we need a little like alarm paula the dan bongino show <laughs> worst take of the day Van Jones somehow implicating race in the Democrats' complete meltdown. Check this out. I just think that the idea of the caucus has failed to meet the viability yeah. threshold. Okay? <laughs> the, idea the, the idea of the caucus itself has failed to meet the viability threshold because we've all been saying the whole time, why Iowa in the first place? It's 90% white. You know, when you have, have a, a party as diverse as this to be in a state that's not diverse is terrible. People ain't be able to vote and go home. I don't like caucuses in the first place, but then if you can't even deliver on your one job, Nia, you're, you, Nia Malika said it exactly right. You only have one job, Iowa. Governor you got Republic. one job. One job. <laughs> he, listen, he's not wrong there, okay? Let me just be clear. To be fair to Van, he's not wrong there. Dude, you had one job. You yeah. had one job. You have people caucus, report the results. Watching the news coverage last night was painful. Listen, I'm, I'm talking about everywhere, and it's not the fault of any of the anchors, by the way, on any of the networks. Watching it was painful because, Joe, they're sitting there on these, Ooh. you know, election live night cover, waiting for the results, and nobody's reporting anything. And, folks, as someone who has been on the air live when this stuff happens, oh, oh man, Joe's been with me. Remember CRTV? Oh. We were doing election oh. night. Yeah. Oh. I mean, when you don't have anything, it's like, uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the Yankees. You know, they got that picture. They look really good this year. How's their AAA system? It's pretty. What are you going to talk about? You don't have anything. They were sitting there waiting for them to report the results that never came. Finally, Brutal. everybody was like, all right, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Bring it back. It's a potato. As my friend said that time, he thought it was a steak. He thought he got two steaks instead of one. Gave it to my brother. Turned out one of them was a potato upside down. He said, bring it back. It's a potato. <laughs> it, was a, it was a potato last night. It was just a potato. They had to bring it back. Wrap it up. It's a potato. They got nothing. But come on, dude, seriously? You know, it's a really white state. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Who cares? The Iowa caucus, by the way, it just a lar- Iowa has a very large uh, Latino population. You're not allowed to say Latino anymore either, by the way, Joe. Oh. Read an article in the Washington Examiner today, right? which I'll try to cover tomorrow. You have to call them Lat- Latinx now. 
My wife what? is like, this is news to me. She's she's like, what? I haven't heard Latinx. that. My wife was Colombian. Is like, really? This is crazy. But yeah, you're supposed to call them Latinx huh? now. Yeah, that's, I'll get to that tomorrow. Okay. Too much to cover today. Okay, okay. But, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But, yes. So that was a large Latinx population. Yeah. But leave that out of it. Van Jones thinks that the large population of white people in Iowa is somehow related to this, which is, again, totally in line with the Democrats thinking. But he's not wrong about you did have one job. You had one job, dude. Just report the results and you blew it because that's what Democrats always do. So what happened? <laughs> Let me give you the abbreviated version. The Democrats, and according to some reporting by the Des Moines Register, not my reporting, the Democrats and the Republicans were supposedly in Iowa, the parties, follow me here, We're working on this app. Now, keep in mind, the Republicans had no problem reporting last night because the Republicans are generally uh, more competent than the Democrats who believe central planning is a way to rock and roll. But they were supposedly, according to reporting in the Des Moines Register, working with who to develop this new technology? You're going to laugh. Now, to be fair, Mook is denying it. I'll get to Mook in a second who that is. But he's denying it. But I'm just giving you both sides. Des Moines Register is reporting that they worked with on this technology, Joe. (laughs) Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign manager, Robbie Mook, and Mitt Romney's campaign manager from when he ran against Obama, Matt Rhodes. I can't think of two finer people. The Romney campaign that blew it, losing a winnable election against Obama and had the Orca thing they were using. Remember Orca, that campaign management system for getting out the vote? Totally meltdown on game day. Let's let's hire that guy. He's great. Let's bring him in. And Robbie Mook, who won the for the first most winnable election in American history, according to Democrats, what they thought to be winnable, the election versus Donald Trump where they got smoked. Let's bring those two guys in. Now, Mook is saying, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, I had nothing to do with the app this morning. Des Moines Register's reporting says a little bit otherwise. We'll see what that runs out. But they developed this app and the app was given to these precinct managers who were supposed to tabulate the results, put them in the app, which would be a central repository. Then the Iowa Democratic Party would send the results to the media and, you know, win a winner, chicken dinner. You'd have a winner last night, right? Right, right. Well, (laughs) what was the problem? Well, the app crashed and totally melted down. You may say, oh, my gosh, that sounds really bad. Oh, oh, oh. It gets worse. The app melts down, so they can't get the results in, Joe. So they say, don't you worry. We're going to give you a backup hotline number. (laughs) Okay. Call the hotline. Give us your results. You know, whatever. Uh, Bernie, 26. Elizabeth Warren, 14. What happens, Joe? The hotline crashes, too. (laughs) The hotline melts down. I'm not kidding. People were on hold for hours on a hotline where nobody was answering the phone. I'm not messing with you. I have an article. Folks, please read the show notes today. There's an article up. I think it's by Beckett Adams at Washington Examiner. Please read it. It's in the show. I don't want to cover because I really got to move on. And I, I use, but Beckett Adams show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter. I'll email you these articles every day. It's really good. It talks about how they were sitting on the phone for hours. And then one of them accidentally hung up and got sent to the back of the queue again to sit for another few more hours to get his. Re- oh, <laughs> wait, 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 <sighs> wait, wait, wait. T.O. Time out on the field. It gets even worse. App melts down. Hotline doesn't work. Out of sheer desperation, remember, Joe, these are the Democrats all about election integrity. The Russians, man, they hacked their election. Ah, remember those guys? You want to talk about peak hilarious? This is why we had to do a four, almost five cold monthly open today. Unprecedented hilariousness. Paula's even waiting for this because I haven't told her. She's like, what's coming next? App doesn't work. Hotline melts down. They tell the precinct managers, take a screenshot of your photos and just text them over to us. There you go. That's what I'm talking. Election security 101. Perfect. Text it. No possible manipulation could happen there, Joe. No way. (laughs) This actually happened. This actually happened. The nomination process in a key race that could alter literally, I am not messing with you. You know, I hate that word. I only use it when I need to. That could literally alter the course of the most important election or one of them in modern American history. It's going to be decided by you, like, texting nudes to the freaking uh, election manager? Wow. Well, what? Uh, 
You're texting like nudies of your, what the, what if you text the wrong photo? Oh, not Whoa. that one, sorry. That was for, uh, <laughs> that was for Sonia. Oh. Can you send that back? No, no, dude, it's not Snapchat. That's not how that works. That's how we're deciding elections? Election managers texting nudies over to the, the Democrat party? Sorry, wrong shot. I was supposed <laughs> to send the results. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a screenshot of my cat last night. I, I'm sorry. Oh. I was sending out an Instagram photo of what I had for breakfast this morning. Sorry about that pic. Didn't mean that one either. Can you send that one back? This is how we're this. This actually happened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is from the party that brought you the Obamacare website that brought you catastrophic oh. levels of government spending. This is the party that brought you the centrally planned Obama economy that led to the worst recovery from a recession in modern American history. All they had to do was develop an app to tabulate results. Get a spreadsheet, bro. You don't even, you ever seen Microsoft Excel? Listen, Paula, am I not technologically completely incompetent? Thank you. She's very, Joe, I can't, I can do a lot of things, okay? Yeah. Pretty good at some stuff. I have no problem telling you what I can't do. I All am right. not, I can't drill stuff. You don't want me building anything, as Joe knows firsthand. You don't want me messing with your computer either. But having said that, Paula, will you not acknowledge I'm pretty good with Microsoft Excel? Thank you. There it's you go. pretty easy. Cells, put a little formula. This cell plus this cell equals this cell. Super easy, dude. Super easy. You couldn't even develop a spreadsheet to figure out who won your election. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. We should all be laughing at these lunatics who want to run our healthcare. I got an idea. Let's develop an app that crashes on game day. I got a better idea. Let's develop a medical system run by the government. We'll, we'll run cracking open people's chests and saving their lives. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Fits right in with our competency line. Oh, my gosh. This actually happened, folks. This actually happened yesterday. App doesn't work. Hotline doesn't work. Just text me a photo, man. Text me a photo. That'll work. Should have used No pigeons. potential for fraud there at all, Joe. The Russians. <laughs> the, and by the way, hat tip. And by hat tip, I mean like derogatory hat tip to that lunatic, Dean Obadilly, or whatever his name is, that fake comedian who I said this morning on Twitter, right when I woke up, because I fell asleep last night waiting. Paula stayed up. I woke up at like 1130 and like scared her. She was like, Ugh. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, ah, she didn't expect me to like wake up. It was like a Dracula waking up in the middle of the night. She was like, Ugh. <laughs> And I'm like, what happened? She said, I don't know what happened. It's still, I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what happened? She's like, they haven't figured out. I went to sleep. I was done. I'm like, I'm finished. I, had no, I woke up in the morning and I said, just give me a few minutes to find the first liberal lunatic who blames it on the Russians. And thank you, Dino Badilli, or whatever your name is, ah. supposed to be a radio host, for tweeting, and it's on my Twitter feed, at Bongino, tweeting basically the Russians did it. I knew it. I, it was only a matter of time. Yes, Joe, it happened. But yeah, thank you. You saved me man. a lot there of work. He did. He delivered. I thought I was going to have to scroll through Twitter all day. And Dino Badilli figured it out right away. <laughs> all right. Now, on to serious stuff. Again, it's not a... Some guys say to me, ah, it's not a comedy show. I'm not, it's never a comedy show. But ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I'm sorry. There are some moments that are just, I need humor to take the edge off the place we are right now. I want to get to why this matters because there's a lot of serious topics to it because it does matter. It matters for the integrity of our elections, the future of our country, and it matters for the Democrat Party. And what matters for the Democrat Party matters to you too. Because if the Democrat Party takes over and this is the stunning level of incompetence, it's going to filter down to your life. All right, we've got a long show today, so please just bear with me. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at Harry's. Harry's Razors, ladies and gentlemen. Joe is a, I'm a fan of Harry's, obviously. I mean, look, I have yeah. to shave. I used to have to shave with the, the standard off-the-shelf razors twice a day, and I was getting really severe razor burn before I went on at night. And when Harry's came on as a sponsor, I'm not kidding. Joe was like, yes. He's like, I yeah. love Harry's. Good, so when yeah. I come up to CPAC, we're going to be at CPAC this year. If you want to meet me and Joe, I'm going to bring Joe some more Harry's stuff. It is oh, cool, absolutely man. there. The Finest razors out. Yeah, they always send good stuff over. Folks, what if there, what if there was a big 50% off sale happening every time you went shopping for razors? You buy them, right? Well, shaving with, Har with Harry's is like exactly that. They offer premium blade refills as low as $2 each. That's up to 55% off compared to the price of Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. You're not going to get that deal anywhere. Harry's, 
Excuse me. Harry's wants to offer you even more savings. New customers get 5% off a Harry's trial set. It's beautiful. At harrys.com slash Bongino. I love this tra uh, trial set. Why Harry's? Because they believe everyone deserves quality shaving supplies at a fair price. Stop getting ripped off. They don't inflate blade prices or add unnecessary features like time machines and flexi balls and all that crap. They don't need any of that because they have the best razors out there that actually shave your face clean. That's tactics other brands use to raise prices to rip you off. Harry's team combines a simple ergonomic design with five sharp, razor, razor sharp, slick blades. They source their, 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 they source their steel from Sweden and manufacture their blades in their world-class factory in Germany. They cut out the middleman shipping directly to you, saving you money and time. Feel good about your purchase? They have a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, you will. Let them know and they'll give you a full refund. That's how confident they are. 1% of proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping uh, help provide access to better health care for men and veterans. Harry's has an amazing offer for listeners of my show right now. New customers get $5 off a trial set at Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. You get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, super comfortable, a travel cover, join them with a travel cover. Join the millions of guys who are already saving time and money. Stop wasting money on other brands. Go to harrys.com slash Bongino to claim your offer today. Harry's.com slash Bongino. Don't miss out. Best razors out there. All right. Here's why this matters. First, last night was a threefer for Trump. Um, a threefer for Trump, meaning I think his election or re-election chances were enhanced greatly. And I mean this very seriously. The Dem face plant last night, I think, entirely negates their whole central planning. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, we're super competent. As I said before, we want to run the economy, healthcare, and education system. I think last night, in its hilariousness, kind of exposes what we conservatives listening to this show already knew. That the Democrats' idea that central planning works is ridiculous. They couldn't even plan an election in Iowa. You want to plan uh, the health care for the entire country? It's a joke. It's a, it's a farce. But secondly, the president's about to be acquitted in the Senate trial, possibly in a bipartisan manner. Joe Manchin gave a speech on the Senate floor yesterday. Democrat senator from West Virginia seemed to be leaning towards a censure motion, a censure motion, which is never going to happen. Um, if it is bipartisan, the acquittal, and there's not one Republican vote for conviction in the Senate or removal from office, uh, the Democrats are going to have a really serious messaging problem, folks. Finally, number three, we have the State of the Union coming tonight. Don't miss tomorrow. I'll have big updates for you on that. Uh, we'll have cuts for you, everything you need to know. Uh, I think the speech tonight is going to be a very optimistic vision of America. It's going to paint the Democrats as the losers they really are. So yesterday was a three for it. But um, a here's the best article I found. Again, up in the show notes and up at BonginoReport.com to your conservative alternative to the Drudge Report. Please make it your homepage. Best article I found, hat tip Molly Hemingway, who had tweeted it out. It's not her article. It's someone else's, but it's a good piece. That's where I saw it. Charles Lipson at Spectator. Why the Iowa voting fiasco matters. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very serious. I encourage you to read this article. Again, be up at the show notes. Be up at BonginoReport.com. On a very serious note, folks, these candidates, for as much as I can't stand them, they got a lot of volunteers and a lot of average working Americans who basically camped out in Iowa for the last year and a half, busting their butts for what, Joe? Listen, I ran for office three times, man. I know what it's like. <clears throat> it's hard. It's mm -hmm. really hard. Anyone who tells you otherwise hasn't really campaigned for office. Knocking on doors in the cold and the heat for, you know, 14 to 16 hours a day, having doors slammed on you, dogs run at you, hoses sprayed on you. All of this stuff happened, by the way. Having a dude invite you in the house and come out of the bedroom with a gun on. I'm not messing with you. Hey, come on in. I want to show you my new gun. I was like, where's the door? Luckily, I had mine on me. I was like, can I quick draw this guy? That actually happened. I'm not messing with you. Luckily, he was a friendly. It's really hard. I came out like, let's see my new gun. I was like, not that way, but thank you. Actually happened. Not messing with you. <laughs> Believe me, I wouldn't laugh when Dude. it happened. I'm laughing now. I wouldn't laugh when it But this... This is hard. You rob these guys. I don't care about the candidates. They're all a bunch of frauds anyway. But I do care about the volunteers. You know, a lot of them don't agree with us. They're Democrats. A lot of them have really dumb ideas like gun control and high taxes. But they are still Americans. They went out and knocked on doors. And you know what? They were totally robbed. Totally, completely. Somebody won the Iowa caucuses last night. Someone won. And the fact that it is now a day later... And I'm telling you, someone won, and we don't know who someone is? It's disgusting. And it reminds me of Rick Santorum running against Mitt Romney in, the, of course, the election Romney 
tragically won the nomination, ran against Obama and got crushed. Remember the results for Santorum were really late? Santorum never got his moment in the sun in Iowa. You remember that? Yeah. Whoever won last night, you robbed them. And again, I don't feel bad for these whiny, big central planning socialist Democrats. I feel for the volunteers, man. It's tough to campaign. And you got totally, completely robbed because your party is a bunch of incompetent lunatics. Throw up that screenshot from the piece if you don't mind. Second, you're inevitably going to spawn major conspiracy theories. You know, look what happened. Is it? Now, from the piece, this is worded really well. Again, Charles Lipson and Spectator up at the show notes. It was a fiasco, a huge embarrassment, not only for state officials, but for the National Democratic Party. It denied the winners their big moment before the television cameras on election night. Bingo. And the fundraising bonus that goes with it. It left the losers wondering if they've been robbed. It left Iowans questioning whether they'll ever hold caucuses again or keep their prime spot as first in the nation. The bitterness over this mess will linger and the Republicans will exploit it. You're darn right we'll exploit it. Like I said, yeah, I don't feel bad for the Democrat Party or the candidates one bit. You're darn right we'll exploit it. You want to be party hacks saying, oh my gosh, central planning. We want to run everything. Healthcare economy, good. You can't even fix an app or a hotline, you nut jobs. So first, you robbed this candidate of one last night. Second, you're going to spawn a thousand different conspiracy theories by the Bernie bros, a million percent. You may say, well, you know, look, they were, they was, was done on purpose. It may have been. I'm not suggesting to you, you know, that just because a theory about a conspiracy, you know, it's got a negative connotation. Conspiracy theory. I don't know. I'm just telling you, there's no evidence yet that there was some conspiracy. If it comes out, I'll happily report it on my show. Finally, this is the same lunatic party, the Democrats, Joe. We can't have voter ID, man. Voter ID, yeah. you corrupt the election. Corrupt the elections. Even You can't even fix an app to report your own results for your own party's nominee for president. In the first cycle, you want us to trust you with elections? Are you serious? As I said, this was a threefer last night. Eight for Donald Trump. The Dems face planted. Trump is going to be acquitted. And the State of the Union is going to be a terrific message going forward, riding the president to what I hope is a 2020 reelection effort. But the Democrats, you just, I, really, you totally let down your party. And I'm just encouraging any of the Democrats who listen to my show, doesn't this make you worry a little bit what kind of knuckleheads are running this place? All right. You know, let me get to this, because I got a lot to get to, and it's important. And again, just be patient with me. I really appreciate it. It's going to be a long show. We've got a lot of people who want to be here today on the show, and uh, these sponsors matter. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at Policy Genius. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, policygenius.com is the place to go if you're, for your insurance needs. It just is. Stop wasting your time elsewhere. Policygenius.com. It takes just a few minutes at policygenius.com to find your best price. Listen, this is the year 2020. 2020 shows up a lot in science fiction. You know what? A lot of people predicted things in 2020 were going to happen that didn't because we get the future wrong all the time. Now is the best time to plan for the future and doing it the right way, which is going to policygenius.com by insuring, insuring your future. That's the way to do it. Don't make your, don't blow this prediction. You can't afford it. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze. Don't mess this up. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You can save $1,500 or more by using policygenius.com to compare life insurance policies. We use it. It is the best and easiest way out there to compare quotes. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. Their customer service is the best. Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance too. So if your science fiction dreams for 2020 still haven't become science fact, don't get discouraged. Get life insurance today. It takes just minutes to find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. Policygenius.com. We'll always get the future wrong. You better get life insurance right. Policygenius.com. Okay. Thanks, Policy Genius. So quickly on the impeachment meltdown, which is totally blown up in their faces. It looks like they're going to lose possibly Joe Manchin, maybe another Democrat on this. Adam Schiff and the, the, uh, the House managers and the president's defense team were given the opportunity yesterday for closing arguments, which was staggering because Adam Schiff, who has a history of doing what? Who has a history of lying, yeah. making up stories, 
fabricating yeah. false evidence of Russian collusion that never happened. I mean, yeah. I, as I've said to you, he is bar none, the sleaziest member of Congress. There isn't even a close second. He is a liar, a discredited conspiracy theorist, and a hack. You would think Adam Schiff, who's known for lying, that's his thing. Everybody's got something. Joe's known for his great hair, his Elvis-looking hair. Paula yeah. for her stunning beauty. Me, I'm go. not really sure yet what I'm known for. I'm still trying to figure that out in my life. Adam Schiff is definitely known. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Adam Schiff is definitely known for his lying. That's his thing. Yeah. So he goes up on the House floor, and I'm not messing with you. You had to tip the Daily Caller when we pulled this off the Twitter feed. In his closing argument, <laughs> I'm going to get to you why I'm doing this in a minute. This is going to be a segment of how crazy the left is, but I'm not just doing it to highlight. How, I want to do it for a reason because it ties into my first segment about how the left thinks they're smarter than you and they're really dumber. This is Adam Schiff suggesting, Joe, that if we don't impeach the president, it's not a joke. You can hear it in his own mm -hmm. words. He could sell Alaska to the Russians. What? This is it. Adam Schiff. Yes, yes. Get ready for it. Here it comes. Adam Schiff suggesting we could sell Alaska to the Russians. This has become the president's defense. And yet this defense proved indefensible. If abuse of power is not impeachable, even though it is clear the founders considered the highest of all high crimes and misdemeanors, but if it were not impeachable, then a whole range of utterly unacceptable conduct in a president would now be beyond reach. Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians in exchange for support in the next election, or decide to move to Mar-a-Lago permanently and let Jared Kushner run the country, delegating to him the decision whether to go to war. Holy, Holy Moses. This is, this, this is real. That is, we didn't manipulate. That's really, no. I, you think, <clears throat> let me just give you the headline to this segment first, because again, it's related to the Democrats meltdown in Iowa. How? Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats, remember the CNN segment last week, Rick Wilson, that other guy and Don Lemon, I don't even know who the other guy was. Laughing yeah. about how stupid Trump right. reporters are. They're all mm -hmm. a bunch of credulous rubes. <laughs> With your reading. Your math. Your writing. Yeah. And your reading. Yeah. And your geography. <laughs> With your app. And your hotline. And your texting your nudie photos. <laughs> over. <to> the <laughs> oh, that was you. Yeah. Sorry. That was you. That's you guys. The point of this segment, to parlay in the, uh, from the first segment, is they think you're the idiots and they're the smart ones that should be running your economy, your healthcare, and your education system. You're too stupid to do it. Yet they can't even get their app or their hotline or their tech system to function. And you have the house manager on the floor suggesting Trump could sell Russia, sell Alaska to the Russians. Selling Russia was probably next. And that Jared Kushner is going to declare war while Trump's in Mar-a-Lago. Those are his words. I'm not messing with you. Those are his words. Now, showing you how this is not going to end either. This endless litany of stupidity. And I've got more. I've got the captain of, of stupid sound bites coming up next. But uh, before I get to him, this is an MSNBC panel. Here's Andrew Weissman. Andrew Weissman. Remember Andrew Weissman, Bob Mueller's lieutenant in the hoax Mueller probe where they were investigating the Russian collusion hoax? Remember Weissman? Yeah who knew Christopher Steele was, was uh, suspect and knew about the dossier and then was appointed to investigate Trump anyway, even though he knew the dossier was fake. That guy who's been hired, apparently by NBC, as a contributor, hilariously discredited one of the worst lawyers in America, collusion hoax propaganda artist Andy Weissman. He says on an MSNBC panel, listen to this, that this isn't it. That there's going to be more leaks coming too, and this is going to be death by a thousand cuts. Kind of like the Weissman Mueller team leaking a thousand things to try and get people to believe the collusion hoax, even though they knew it was a hoax. Yeah, that kind of thing. Check this out. The wider frame, does that have to give way to, well, this has ended, people have been exposed, and now we move forward. How do they even do that? Well, I, again, I think it is wrong to think of the trial ending this week. I, I really think that trial is going to end in November. And one of the things that the Democrats have going for them is with the Republicans saying we don't want to hear witnesses and documents, as sure as we are all sitting here, 
There are going to be more documents and more evidence that comes out between now and November. And that, I think, is going to help the Democrats. It's going to be death by a thousand cuts. No, he's not kidding, folks. Andrew Weissman is uh, shown a, a penchant for abusing his power, uh, was involved in the Mueller probe and a collusion hoax that the Mueller team knew was a hoax within days at, at the latest months of the Mueller team being appointed. Still investigated the president. They knew it was a hoax. That's Weissman. What is he doing, Joe? He's giving a wink and a nod to the audience out there. There's more, more leaks coming. Oh, you mean like the leaks from the Mueller probe when you tried to get people to believe your hoax was real? Remember, these are the smart people. We're all dumb. Weissman told us the collusion hoax, man. This is real, right? We're the idiots. It gets better. Here's Captain Toolbox, Steve Schmidt. Whenever, listen, folks, here's the thing. Whenever you're looking for the dumbest takes of the day, the month, possibly the decade, you can always go to this guy's, I, can I give you, again, point of personal privilege, my podcast. Yeah, go ahead. Man. For those of you in the pod, I get a lot of emails. Joe does too. Hey, we want to start a podcast. You have advice. My oh, advice now, yeah. sadly, is don't because there's so many podcasts. It's crazy. Like we were in this five years. I'm serious. Like it's just you. It's just like a there's podcasts everywhere. Like my 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 mother in law's dogs have a podcast now. Guy actually sat next to me in church asking me how to start a podcast during the mass. No kidding. I'm not <laughs> messing with that. Actually happened. Holy. But point of personal privilege advice. If you're starting a conservative podcast, listen. Follow your dreams. I'm not here to tell you no. It's a tough business. And you want really dumb takes from people who think they're smarter than you. Remember, they think they're smarter than you, but they are they have IQ, they're really a lot dumber. Always go to the Twitter account of fake Republican Steve Schmidt, who is seriously one of now, not commentators, because we all know the Dan Bongino guideline system. But the dumbest guy in media, Brian Stelter, the second dumbest yep. Chuck Todd. It's always a race right. one and two. Stelter's not lost the lead yet. But for dumbest commentator, not host. This guy is got to be one, two, maybe three. No lower than three, Steve Schmidt. Here's Steve Schmidt talking about a president who's just been impeached by tyrannical Democrats, who the courts have in an unprecedented manner engaged in national injunctions outside of their power structure to stop this president, alleging that this president who's been ruthlessly attacked with fake hoaxes is now a king. He's a king, Joe, who can't stop yeah. being impeached, can't stop the courts from usurping power. Can't stop the media from attacking him and can't stop the Democrats from investigating him on a bunch of hoaxes. That man, that's a really powerful king. But here's Steve King, excuse me, Steve Schmidt, gold medal winner in the dopey commentator Olympics, telling us how Donald Trump is a king. The American people and the oldest constitutional republic in the world will have to decide, do we want to have at the head of our country a president or do we want to have a king? Do we want to have an emperor? Do we want to have somebody who sits above the law? Do we want to have somebody who is unaccountable to the institutions that from the beginning of the country have said that no institution, no person in the country is above the law? That's what we fought a revolution for. And so there's a fundamental question that now sits on the table 11 months before an election, but make no, no mistake at the, at the, at the aftermath of this, when he is acquitted, there will never, ever have been an American president with the power that Donald Trump possesses right now in this moment. Not FDR in the Second World War, not Lincoln in the Civil War. No president is as powerful as Donald John Trump in this hour as we get ready to see his acquittal play out. Um, I just want to warn you. If you have one of those cognitive enhancers supplements around your house, those neuroprotective compounds, the fish oil blends, go put the show on pause and go take it right now because you will seriously, from listening to it, you are now dumber for having heard Steve Schmidt talk. Steve Schmidt is, I, this guy is so dumb that it's like an infectious dumb virus that grows in, in, in geometrically. Uh, it just expands and it, it breaks the contamination zone everywhere Steve Schmidt goes. 
Uh, the only reason I don't use Steve Schmidt's stupidity more often is because seriously, I need my audience to still maintain their cognitive abilities to follow the show. And I don't want to make you dumber. Go take the neuroprotective compounds right now. You're going to need them. Donald Trump is an emperor more powerful than FDR. You mean FDR that interned the Japanese during World War II? Joe, same FDR, right? There's not another I, FDR? Yeah, no. Is there a backup FDR that was president? Just check. No, you no, are the audience no. referee here. No, no, that's one. Yeah, that, that's what he's okay, talking about. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're cool. cool. Thank you. He is talking about FDR. Joe has to confirm for me. Um, yeah, I checked it out. Yeah. Also, listen, loved Lincoln, but you mean Lincoln who suspended habeas corpus during the Civil War? You mean that Lincoln? I'm just checking. Habeas corpus, of course, what, Latin for bring forth the body. Yeah, you can't just arrest people, throw them into jail and not bring them before a judge. You mean that Lincoln? Trump's more powerful than him, too. So Trump is more powerful than the habeas corpus suspender and the interner of the Japanese during World War II. These are real quotes from legitimate morons who constantly insist that you're the dumb ones. You're the credulous rubes. You bunch of hayseed idiots. <laughs> We're all stupid and they're all geniuses. Let me show you another genius at the Washington Post who still unbelievably claims to be a conservative. She's not. She's a total joke, an embarrassment to opinion writers and opinion folks everywhere. She, for, one thing about this, this woman, this is Jennifer Rubin at the Washington Post. One thing about her, what I, what I find nah. perplexing, she constantly forgets, because she does this all the time when she face plants, she constantly forgets what she tweeted in the past and it tweets the exact opposite view. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of, I'm not kidding, 10 to 20 examples of the hapless Jennifer Rubin at the Washington Post tweeting the exact opposite thing of what she tweeted months ago and telling you again, you're the rubes. You're the bunch of idiots, you Trump supporters. Here it is, Jennifer Rubin, Washington Post, May of 2019. Headline, Joe, why Iowa is so important this time by Jennifer Rubin, opinion writer, Washington Post. Here's Jennifer Rubin, February of 2020. What good are the Iowa caucuses anyway? Jennifer Rubin, February of 2020. She does this all the time. Face plant every single time. If you Google Jeez. Jennifer Rubin reverses position, you will see 10 or 20 hysterical Jennifer Rubin, complete 180s, 520s. 840-60s. No, I didn't do the math on that. I know I'll get emails on it. Close enough. She can't take it. If that math was right, just by get that would be amazing, by the way. That would be incredible. <laughs> this is Jennifer Rubin. She's the smart one. You're all a bunch of credulous rubes, man. All right. Now, again, on a very serious note, I got a uh, text from Joe yesterday and from Mr. Producer over at the Mark Levin Show, my good friend Rich. A guy who meant a lot to me and Joe. Um, so put up the headline. Uh, legal insurrection. I have a piece up. You can read it at the show notes. But uh, an icon of the conservative movement, Rush Limbaugh. I mean, just a stunning announcement at the end of his show. And what I found amazing, and by the way, he announced he has advanced lung cancer. You can see his article, Legal Insurrection by Mary Chastain. You know, advanced lung cancer obviously is uh, extremely serious. But the fact that Rush did the whole show in a way only Rush can. Yesterday's show was pretty amazing. And at the end of the show, announces this. It's just, that's Rush. Now, folks, I wish, I you know, I, I prayed for Rush, and I mean it. I did, because I hope God grants him the strength to get through this battle. But whatever day Rush exits stage left, I don't mean life. I mean his job, what he does now. Rush Limbaugh is one of those rare icons, those rare figures in American history that can exit his position, wrap it up, knowing that the world is a dramatically different place for the better because of him. Listen, a lot of us change the world. We change our kids' lives. We do a lot of things. But it's very rare to find a figure who has changed quite literally millions of lives. I can tell you I am a conservative today, largely because of Rush Limbaugh. 
I was sitting in a drugstore once. Was it 1991? I had a throat infection. I got a lot of those before I had my tonsils removed. It was bad, even afterwards. And the throat infections were horrible. And I'm sitting there. And I'm waiting on Metropolitan Avenue in Queens. And I see this paperback book by Rush Limbaugh. Now, I had been largely a libertarian independent at the time. And I picked up this book, and I'll never forget. I think there's a chapter in the book where Rush starts talking about liberal myths. And he mentions the overpopulation myth, how the world is overpopulated. We're all going to die. I had heard that in college. We're all going to die. 10 years, 12 years, 15 years left. It's all over. And the book, just using facts, which conservatives do, unlike liberals, just dismantled that argument in such a simple way. I started listening to Rush. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I think it was around the early, it was definitely the early 90s. Yeah. Rush changed a lot of lives, mine included. Joe worked at a station for a long time. Yeah, man. Where Rush was the bedrock of their 12 p.m. noon, uh, 12 noon, excuse me, coverage to three o'clock and all of our lives are going to be different when Rush decides to leave. And I thought of um, playing his announcement yesterday, but you know what he said. He, but instead, I wanted to play a moment that mattered to me. CPAC 2009. Some of you saw it live. I saw it on TV. It was broadcast live on Fox News. Rush gave the keynote address at CPAC. Ladies and gentlemen, is one of the finest speeches I have ever seen. I got up in my house where I lived in Severna Park at the time and applauded. I mean, applauded the TV as if Rush was listening. So if you don't mind, I want to play about, it's about a minute. It's not very long, but portions of his 2009 speech at CPAC, which is probably one of the best conservative speeches you will ever hear in your life. If you have the time, listen to the whole thing. Here's what I went through the whole thing. I tried to find the, the best minute I could find. There was just so many. So I picked this one. Enjoy. Uh, aside from the bastardization of the Constitution that the Obama plans are, that TARP is, yeah. it's not constitutional. Aside from that, where's the evidence that the people authoring all this have ever succeeded in any similar plans before? There's none. There is no evidence it works. So... You say, well, then how, how's he getting it done? Dumb down public education. Dumb down public emotions. And the ongoing, this is why I think it's such a waste for a man as gifted as President Obama with the communication spills, skills. Do you know what? He could wipe out the Republican Party. He could wipe out the Republican Party if he would inspire this country to be the best it could be. But we don't have to worry about that because that's not what he wants. <laughs> He wants people in fear, angst, and crisis, fearing the worst each and every day because that clears the decks for President Obama and his pals to come in with the answers, which are abject failures historically shown and demonstrated. Doesn't matter. They'll have control of it when it's all over. And that's what they want. This is tough yesterday, folks. When I tweeted out and I meant it. I was really devastated. I mean, my, I feel I've never met Rush. I know Mark well, Sean well. I've never met Rush. It's been one of my bucket list moments. But the world's going to be different without Rush in it, and so is the movement. And you notice, did you catch why I picked that clip? Rush is known for decades what I told you today. Because I wasn't the first to tell you. I learned it from him. What evidence do these people have who want to run our healthcare system, Obamacare, our election system, our education system, what evidence do you have that any of this has ever worked? Zero. Keep in mind, when was that speech? Right after the Obama election. Rush, he knew it. What did he say? This guy is big trouble for the Republican Party. And he predicted Obama's downfall too. Because Obama was not a uniter. He was a divider. Godspeed, brother. Wish you the best. Joe, I know you do, too. You certainly do, Dan. Certainly do. Yeah. I mean, Joe, gosh, Joe's lived with Rush longer even than I have. Joe, for those of you who don't know producer Joe, he was at a radio station for literally decades. Yeah. And uh, Rush was the staple of uh, WCBM, where he works, still is today. 
for years. So we're, we brought we're them into the market. Yeah. We were yeah. the first guys the, the to The Baltimore, have them. Maryland market yeah. where they are. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, it's just a lot. So it's going to be a tough day. And, and I really hope the mainstream media covers Rush fairly for the impact he had on the movement. Uh, all right, folks, um, I want to get to this last story because it's important. Um, it's probably the most important today and I, uh, show today. And if I don't have time to give it the proper due, I will cover it again tomorrow in more detailed fashion. But this is really important and it's going gonna, it's gonna to really kind of bake your bagels. Again, about how many of these people involved in the Ukraine hoax and others, they're all involved. They're all involved in Spygate, Ukraine. You get it. So don't go anywhere. All right. Finally, today's show brought to you today by our friends at Ollie. Listen, your dog's health is as important as every other member of your family. And it starts with what you feed them. We feed our two dogs that we've adopted from my mother-in-law, Baby and Linda. We feed them Ollie. Look at those two doggies. Ollie put dogs for, look at them. Come on, beauties. Why do those, those dogs, those dogs are 12 and 13 years old. You know why they look that good? Because we feed them Ollie. They won't eat anything else. They are vet formulated recipes at Ollie, O-L-L-I-E, and fully transparent ingredients to give your dog the healthiest food possible. Ollie makes fresh meals for your dogs with real ingredients, legit, that people can eat. They're not kidding. It's food. It's not dog food. It's food dogs eat. There's a difference. Dog food is a negative connotation. This is human grade food given to dogs. It's that fresh and good. They deliver to you on a regular schedule, Ollie. They beat out store-bought dog food at 10 to 1 on the palatability scale. They create a customized, vet-formulated recipe with all natural ingredients, no preservatives, and sourced fresh from U.S. family farms. Go to myolly.com, myolly.com. Answer a few questions about your dog, and they'll customize recipes to your dog and ship pre-portioned meals so your pup gets the perfect portion every time. They've delivered 5 million meals and counting. Shipping is free, and if your dog doesn't like the meals, they have a money-back guarantee. Ollie's offering our listeners 60% off of your first box plus a free bag of treats at myolly.com slash try slash Bongino. This is the best deal they have available anywhere. Go to myolly, M-Y-O-L-L-I-E dot com slash try, T-R-Y slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O for 60% off plus a free bag of treats. You won't regret it. Myolly.com slash try slash Bongino. Go today. Your dogs are going to love it. Our dogs do. Okay. Folks, last week we ran a series of shows that performed exceptionally well, thanks to you, I mean that, about how all of the people involved in Spygate, Mullergate, Ukraine Gate, fake whistleblower gate know each other. But I got an email from a listener, fair enough, is why I like leaving my email open, who said, Dan, we already know the swamp exists. That they know each other is not, is not, you know, like some kind of groundbreaking. I get it. But I think the listener missed point too that I, Joe, I'm pretty sure we, mm-hmm. we emphasized every single show. It's not just that they know each other. Of course they know each other. It's the swamp. Yeah. It's that they all have something to hide. Right. Knowing people isn't a crime. Engaging in illicit activities and then knowing the people who did it and everybody back scratching each other to hide it is a big deal. So thank you for the email. I mean it to the guy who emailed me and it made me think maybe I need to emphasize that second point more. Yes, they know each other. The swamp is real. But secondly, they are all hiding something. That is why the players involved in Spygate, Mullergate, fake Whistleblowergate, and Ukrainegate all know each other. They know each other. And in order to hide what they did, they're just trotting out scandal after scandal after scandal, throwing jello on the wall and hoping some of it sticks. This is going to be kind of a capstone project, although I thought last week on what I discussed with that last week. Who have we been talking about all week in Ukraine? What the Democrats were up to in Ukraine, as I said in yesterday's show, how much money was going from Ukrainian oligarchs and Ukrainian politicians desperate to stay in power, Ukrainian companies that were under investigation from corruption, how much money was flowing into the United States, into the pockets of politicians and bureaucrats and swamp rats involved in the targeting of Donald Trump? The answer, a whole lot. Let's start with this one Ukrainian oligarch who's made an appearance on our show multiple times now. Coming up again today, just a little rehash of where we've been. Victor Pinchuk, who, as we know, is one of the Clinton Foundation's biggest donors. Article by Sarah Westwood. We go back to all the time. It's in yesterday's show notes. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. We'll email you these articles. You must read this one. It's a good one. Email show Hillary Clinton denied then met with Ukrainian donor by Sarah Westwood. 
Who is that Ukrainian donor? Again, our friend Victor Pinchuk. Ukrainian oligarch who has given, quote, up to $25 million to the Clinton Foundation, who conveniently, Joe, when invited to a private dinner at the Clinton home, the Clinton uh, Clinton staffers denied it. No, no, we don't know this guy. You're on an email right. inviting him to your house. We don't know him. We don't know who he is. Shocker, because he gave $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. That's just crazy how you don't know him. So again, just a little recap. Pinchuk, big donor, Clinton Foundation, a lot of money. Ukrainian oligarch, Clinton Foundation, big money. We also know that this same guy, same guy, same guy, we know this same guy, Victor Pinchuk, big donor to Clinton Foundation, also sat on this transatlantic commission for election integrity. That's hilarious. Sat on the board with who? No way. There we no. go again. Joe Biden. I know, Joe. Crazy. Crazy time. I know. So Joe Biden, vice president of the United States, as you can see right here, if you want to watch youtube.com slash Bongino. Joe Biden sits on the board of this transatlantic commission for election integrity. But there you go at the bottom, Victor Pinchuk, Ukrainian businessman and philanthropist, founder of the Victor Pinchuk Foundation. Seems kind of odd how Joe Biden would find himself on this board with this guy. Kind of crazy, no? Same guy yeah. who's a big donor to the Clinton Foundation. Same guy who's one of the biggest funders of the Atlantic Council. Another non-governmental organization like the Transatlantic Commission on Election Integrity that seems to hire a whole lot of anti-Trumpers. That's right. Money, Clinton Foundation, board membership, seats, big cabal, big cabal of idiots. What else was Pinchuk up to? And big hat tip to Seamus Bruner or Brunner, forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong who I used his work a little while ago. But Seamus Bruner on Twitter has some really amazing stuff. This is from his Twitter feed. I want you to show, I want to show you here some other fascinating connections between Ukrainian guy, Pinchuk, big donor to Clinton, sits on his board about election integrity with Joe Biden. Conveniently, Pinchuk's from Ukraine where Hunter Biden gets the job, million dollar job, which he has no experience for but who else does Pinchuk know? Now, now we start getting into, forget about crazy time. This is like Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny crazy time. So check this out. So Pinchuk, shockingly, in his foundation, you may have a tough time seeing this if you're watching on the YouTube. Don't worry, I'll translate it for you. Here are some documents Seamus Burner found where the Victor Pinchuk Foundation philanthropist kind of sponsored this trip for this Ukrainian lawmaker, Olga Bilkova, to come to the United States and meet with some folks in April of 2016. Wow, isn't that about the same time the whole Spygate thing heats up? Nah, it's all a big coincidence. Don't worry. So who does this Olga Bilkova, this Ukrainian, who is uh, connected to Pinchuk here, who's sponsoring portions of this trip? She's a Ukrainian lawmaker. Ukrainian collusion with the Democrats. It's all a conspiracy thing. She comes to the United States April 2016, and look who she meets with. Again, hat tip Seamus Bruner on this. Wow, look at that. The fake whistleblower. That's oh. crazy. No way. So Pinchuk, who's a big Clinton donor, of course, we have to censor that by YouTube uh, because YouTube won't allow. So you want, you want top of that, Polita? You want? Good, thank you. We, got, we have to censor because YouTube can't allow the fake, although everybody in the known universe knows who the fake whistleblower is. So the Ukrainian... Parliamentarian Bilkova, who's on a sponsored trip by Pinchuk, who's a big Clinton donor, sits on a board with Joe Biden, comes to the United States and meets with the fake whistleblower. What are the chances, man? What are they talking about? Maybe the Black Ledger. Remember that fake Ukrainian document that alleged Paul Manafort, Trump's campaign manager, is being oh, yeah. paid in cash by all these shady. Remember that? Where did yeah, that yeah. come from? That came from Ukraine. Can you put that mm -hmm. back up again? Because it's even, there's another one. This gets even better. He has another meeting. Or she, excuse me, Olga Bilkova. Not only does she meet with the fake whistleblower, she also meets with, wait, who is that? I'm trying to see. I'm having a tough time with the, I'm just kidding. Oh, David Kramer from the John McCain Institute. Oh, man. What are the chances of that? I only covered this in my two books, Spygate and Exonerated, two, three years ago. So the John McCain Institute, a John McCain associate, David Kramer, 
who has already been associated with transmitting the fake dossier, steel dossier to the FBI, is meeting with the Ukrainian parliamentarian on a trip sponsored by one of the biggest Clinton Foundation donors who sits on this board with Joe Biden about election integrity. Don't worry, media types. Don't worry. This is all a coincidence. Again, there's nothing to see here, folks. Eh, you sure that's the same guy? Same, same guy. Okay. Same guy. Same. All right. now, some of you see we're going with that. I'll have to explain my thing in there. Time. But like uh, hat tip to Rush, Rio Linda, it's an inside joke for older listeners. Same guy. Same guy. Okay. Gets it. <laughs> Although I got to say, your Clinton voice, Joe, sounds a little too much like Saul. You have to kind of make a bit of a distinction. Uh, a little it. bit too much like Saul. You got me a little confused there. <laughs> they do sound alike, though. Oh, God. In reality. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, that's all. You got to, yeah, you got to kind of, you know, you got to yeah, switch yeah. that up a little bit. Yeah, I think now, right. it gets even better. So the fake whistleblower, again, censored by uh, YouTube, is also receiving emails from known Hillary Clinton associate in the State Department, Victoria Newland, who, by oh. the way, is deeply associated with Cody Shearer, who's working with Sid Blumenthal, Hillary Clinton hatchet man. And there's also relationships to Strobe Talbot, who worked in Bill Clinton's State Department. All you need to know is Victoria Newland is knee-deep in the Clinton swamp. Victoria Newland, shockingly, check this out, is emailing, get hat tip Seamus Bruner. Look who's on the email. About the loan guarantee to Ukraine, censored by YouTube again. The fake whistleblower. Crazy. <laughs> Clinton associate in June of 2016, right after these meetings, is saying, hooray, emailing the fake whistleblower about the loan guarantees to Ukraine that Joe Biden says, don't worry, I'm going to tie this all together. We're going to hold up unless you fire the prosecutor looking into my son. Again, don't worry, it's all chance. Clinton hack Victoria Newland is emailing the fake whistleblower about the loans Joe Biden says he's holding up unless you fire the Ukrainian prosecutor looking at his kid right after a Ukrainian parliamentarian paid for by a big Clinton donor comes over and visits the United States. Paul, it's all a joke. Right? It's, all, on, it's, all, it's nothing here. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Don't worry, I'm going to sum this up at the end. Got a little summary for you, two sentences, because it's all, you, most of you are figuring out already. Oh, this gets better. There's a Ukrainian natural gas meeting. You know, Ukrainian natural gas, like that company Burisma that deals oh, in yeah. natural gas from Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Joe's like, oh, is that the company that hired Joe Biden's kid yeah. for $83,000 a month? Yes, that company. Yeah. Okay, the natural mm -hmm. gas company. So there's this Ukrainian natural gas production discussion panel. And who's on the panel? No way. Olga Bilkova, who comes oh, into the United God. States paid for by a trip by Pinchuk, Clinton donor, to meet with John McCain guy, David Kramer, and the fake whistleblower. Oh, man. Wow. What are the chances of that? She's on the Jeez. panel with the Burisma folks? <laughs> Golly! <laughs> it gets better. Next screen cap. This is even better. Burisma is in love with Biden. Here's Burisma's own website. They're touting the hiring of Hunter Biden. Again, hat tip Seamus Broome. These are his highlights. They're touting the fact that look who's on our board, a former president of Poland and Hunter Biden, son of the U.S. vice president. Look at us. Yes. Look who we got. As they're talking about how they're going to get rid of these extraction tax rates. Look, we got Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's kid here. Burisma loves this. Now, finally, what are the chances that this Olga Bilkova, who's on a sponsored trip paid for by a big Clinton donor, meets with the fake whistleblower and a McCain guy who later go on to propagate the fake dossier to take down Trump? What are the chances that Bilkova herself is a big time Joe Biden supporter? What are the chances? Zero, according to the mainstream media. That can't be. Come that would just be now. too convenient. Yeah. Come on, guy. Coach Stan, I haven't said that in a long time. Yeah, there you go. For those old, old listeners, my old baseball coach, when you screwed up, come on, guy. This is a come on, guy moment. No way Bilkova is a Biden supporter. No. 
Paula, come on, stop messing with us. Did you mess with this? Paula magically finds the Kiev Post, a Ukrainian newspaper, an op-ed written by, who is that? I'm, I'm having trouble reading. Paula, correct my eyes. It's like, it used to be 2010. It's like 2,600 now. I can see from, from uh, uh, what is it? I can see from 600 feet. No, I can see from 20 feet. I forget how that goes. No, 2010. You can see from 10 feet what the other person can see from 20. See, other way, I'm 2,600. I can't see anything right now. Olga Bilkova, quote, Biden's candidacy would be good news for Ukraine. August oh. of 20. <laughs> oh. uh, wait, wait, keep that. Take that back a second. <laughs> Under the subheadline. I, I didn't catch this when I sent this to you, Paula. Are you, are you, if you're watching on YouTube, you'd be laughing right now. What's the subheadline of this? Reform Watch. Reform Watch. That's hilarious. Under the Reform Watch, Olga Bilkova. Crazy. She's a Biden supporter. Ukrainian parliamentarian. No, don't worry, folks. Ukrainian was all above board. Nothing to see here. Let me put up another piece. Show notes, please. You got to read them today. Sarah Carter, the great Sarah Carter. She's got a piece up at sarahcarter.com. Be in the show notes. Finally, Sarah Carter from yesterday. Republicans are investigating thousands of Obama administration documents under review regarding Ukrainian White House meetings in 2016. No way. No way. So let's just sum this up. I had to write this down. A big Clinton donor, Victor Pinchuk, assists a Ukrainian parliamentarian, Bilkova, who's friendly with Biden and Burisma, assists them in coming to the United States and meeting with the fake whistleblower and a John McCain staffer who were later responsible for the anti-Trump conspiracy theory and the Paul Manafort Black Ledger. You want icing on the cake? You know who else was at those White House meetings in 2016? with some of the same Ukrainians involved in propagating the Black Ledger. Paul Manafort got paid cash. Go get him. Remember, that was Spygate Manafort. These are the same Ukrainians involved with the fake whistleblower and quid pro quo gate, too. Same scam. Maybe hiding Pinchuk's financial relationship. What was Pinchuk doing with Burisma? What was Burisma doing with Hunter Biden? Why was Pinchuk giving all that money to the Clinton Foundation? Why was Hillary Clinton... What was she doing when Victor Pinchuk's company was going to be sanctioned for selling products to Iran they shouldn't have been selling? And Hillary Clinton's State Department was tasked for looking at it. What did she do? Did she do anything about it? she turn a blind eye? You know who else was at those meetings at the White House with the Ukrainians? Oh, that's right. Alexandra Chalupa, former DNC, Democratic National Committee operative, who left the Democratic Party to go collude with the Ukrainians to advance the narrative that Paul Manafort was on the Ukrainian payroll with cash payments and they produced the black ledger as proof, which has been debunked. It's all the same scam, folks. It's all the same people. It's all the same money. You know what's really amazing? We got through all that today. Yeah. And by the way, let me just get, can I just give this quick summary one last time? Big Clinton donor, Assists Ukrainian parliamentarian who is friendly with Biden and Burisma, who then meets with the fake whistleblower and a McCain associate right around the time convenient. I left this last part out as Joe Biden is threatening the Ukrainians aid unless they fire the prosecutor looking into all this. Nothing to see here, folks. But as I said yesterday, and I'll say again today, the media can't hide this forever. There's a money trail and there's a paper trail. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate your patience today. Really long show. We had a lot to cover. Thank you very much. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. We're almost at 400,000 subscribers. It means a lot to me. Thanks for your support of the show. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.